All right. Welcome back to the Total Freedom Podcast. Let's uh, put a bow on this thing and uh, call this the last episode that I'm going to do for this season and for this book and uh, jump right into the, the final parts here where I'll read some excerpts from page 255 and beyond. So, in part four of You Are the World, it says, in the last two decades of his life, Krishnamurti continued to divide his time between India, Europe, and the United States, giving public talks, holding dialogues with small groups, and meeting with individuals. An extremely important feature of this period were the gatherings at Sanen in Switzerland, held for 25 consecutive years. These were perhaps the strongest international focus of his work. Krishnamurti's life for over 60 years was always public, except for brief periods of illness and withdrawal for rest. His talks and meetings continued until his death in Ojai, California in February 1986. In all that time, the message of his talks was in essence as it had been in the early years. Truth is a pathless land. Each of us represents all humanity and one needs to be a light to oneself, free of all authority. In conveying these teachings, Krishnamurti explored the abiding themes of thought, time, suffering, death, space, silence, and the sacred. In his talks and writings, too, he touched sometimes almost reluctantly because it might become stimulation or escape on the inner wellspring of his life's work. There's a good quote here that was said. 1980 in London, that total negation is the essence of the positive. When there is negation of all those things which are not love, desire, pleasure, then love is, with its compassion and intelligence. In the section, Total Action Without Regret, he says, look at your own consciousness if you can. If you are brought up in a religious culture as a Christian, you believe in saviors, rituals, creeds, and dogmas on one side, and on the other side, you accept social immortality, wars, nationalities, and their divisions that restrict economic expansion and deny consideration for others. The content of your consciousness is your personal unhappiness, your ambitions, your fears, your greeds, your aggressiveness, your demands, your loneliness, your sorrow, your lack of relationship with another, the isolation, frustration, confusion, misery, all that is consciousness, whether you are at the East or the West, with variations, with joys, with more knowledge or less knowledge. Without that content, there is no consciousness as we know it. Moving forward a couple pages, he says, there is the energy that is brought about through commitment to an ideal. The whole communist world is based on that, from Lenin until now, destroying people by the millions to get what it thinks is right. That gives one tremendous energy, the saint dedicated to an ideal, to a picture, to an imagination, to a formula, has an extraordinary energy. The idealists have an extraordinary energy. In any form of specialization, energy is required. The more you specialize, the more energy you have. This is what one sees, not only in oneself, but also outside. 
on the next page says to inquire very deeply into whether there is an action that is not based on the movement of thought you need a great deal of energy not the energy of trying to find an end not the energy that you have when you are moving in a particular direction but the energy that can change the content of consciousness to put it differently one knows that the content of one's consciousness is if one is at all awake and aware attending to one's behavior watching listening the desire to change that content is a movement in a particular direction that does give energy but it is divisive yet one realizes that the content must be totally changed because we cannot go on as we are useless or as we are unless rather we want to be destroyed the whole of humanity the content makes consciousness therefore when there is total transformation of the content there is a different kind of i won't call it consciousness a different level altogether to bring about that change one needs tremendous energy meditation means the emptying of consciousness of its content and that happens only when you observe your consciousness and its content without the observer meditation implies a gathering of all energy you have established order relationship behavior therefore you are not dissipating energy in that field that energy is necessary to look without the observer and you have the energy to go beyond jumping forward says can we begin to bring about order in our life because without order there is no freedom complete order not occasionally or once a week but in our daily life not only brings freedom there is then in that order love a disordered confused mind that is in conflict cannot have or be aware of what love is moving forward he says where there is total attention there's no dissipation of energy when i'm saying how am i to get this total attention that is a wastage of energy when you see that where there is confusion it is brought about by inattention then that very inattention is attention moving forward he says it is up to you you see as long as we try to overcome the very overcoming has to be overcome but if you say yes it is a fact and i won't move from that then the thing dissolves completely not relatively not gone one day and then the next day is full of fears it is gone when you have complete attention to it your consciousness is not yours your consciousness is made up of its content without the content there's no consciousness your consciousness like that of the rest of humanity is made up of beliefs fears faith gods personal ambitions your whole consciousness is made up of all this put together by thought is there a meditation which is not determined practiced there is but that requires enormous attention that attention is a flame and that attention is not something that you come to it is attention now 
to everything, every word, every gesture, every thought. It is to pay complete attention, not partial. If you are listening partially now, you are not giving complete attention. When you are completely attentive, there is no self. There is no limitation. The brain now is full of information, cluttered up. There is no space in it, and one must have space. Space means energy. When there is no space, your energy is very limited. The brain is now so heavily laden with knowledge, with theories, with power, position, so everlastingly in conflict and cluttered up that it has no space. And freedom, complete freedom, is to have that limitless space. The brain is extraordinarily capable, has infinite capacity, but we have made it small and petty. When there is that space and emptiness and therefore immense energy, energy is passion love and compassion and intelligence. Then there is that truth which is most holy, most sacred, that which man has sought from time immemorial. That truth does not lie in any temple, in any mosque, in any church, and it has no path to it except through one's own understanding of oneself, inquiring, studying, learning, then there is that which is eternal. And so this podcast has been a useful exploration for me to be able to reiterate my notes from this, one of my favorite books, in a way that has helped me to crystallize the key takeaways by repeating them verbally and sharing them with you all. There is something special in speech and sharing notes and thoughts and ideas and readings aloud, and it has furthered my understanding of my own consciousness to realize my true freedom and understanding that much of it lies in my own dialogue and how I relate to each experience and how I use the right words and the right labels at the right time. And it's not easy to overcome that anxiety that comes with the internal judge after saying something to uh, my computer, which then goes to a network of a potentially unlimited number of people across the globe. But that being said, I'm just so grateful for the opportunity and the resources to be able to share with you these ageless insights from a true master. I'd be open to having a dialogue with anyone interested in speaking about this work and imagine there could be a number of active podcasts, perhaps a second season if there are enough people willing to uh, contribute to tell stories about certain aspects of Jeju Krishnamurti or sponsor it. Um, I would love to have more of an involvement with the Krishnamurti Foundation and um, if anyone wants to you're more than welcome to reach out to me at Andy at lasavage.com. That's A N D Y at L E S A V A G E.com. And hopefully you've enjoyed this podcast. So if you have, please leave a review or share it with just one of your friends, as that's how this whole thing got started. If just one person had learned about Jadu Krishnamurti that didn't know of him otherwise, then that would be success. So I believe this has been uh, a worthwhile endeavor. And with that, I wish you a life filled with total freedom and abundance. 
Thank you so much for listening. Bye.